Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And this is Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news, recent indie releases, and everyone's favorite segment, Pixel Panel. Thank you for listening. Let's get started with uh, some Play Jam 3 results. We don't have a whole lot of news, but this was a big one. Which means we are in our boop news and notes section. That's right. Did you guys uh, get a chance to play any of the Play Jam 3 finished products? Uh... <laughs> okay, so possibly Axolotl has hosted, this is his third Play Jam, and there were initially 250 registered applicants. And, wow. Um, I don't know how many how that all worked out. My Oh, I didn't, t- I didn't mention, my play date was bricked for quite a while the past couple weeks. Uh, during the Play Jam weekend. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know how much we talk about that. One of the uh, games we'll, t- we'll mention in the uh, um, indie inventory was a game called Heavy Drinker, and it had an issue where it sort of like bricked your, bricked your play date. It wasn't just mine. It was uh, several people where it would get stuck on the dashboard. It would load the dashboard, and it would go to like go to the open unwrapping page, and then it would just reset. It would crash at that screen. And I had uploaded one of the Play Jam 3 games. And I thought, well, it's got to be the Play Jam game because that's not like on itch. It's just a rough beta. It's got to be that game. So I was texting the dev and like, hey, your game's making my play date crash. And he's the one who found out, no, it's this other game. And it just happened. Those are the two games I was sideloading at the same time. Oh, wow. And found <laughs> on the Play Date forums, dev forums that it was heavy drinker that the problem, somebody else had the same problem with heavy drinker. And so I got on the, the play date squad discord and a couple of us were uh, messaging. Um, hey, we're having the same problem. What do we do? And then uh, cable got involved asking to send um, crash logs and whatnot. And you guys know, I'm not very handy with computers, especially Nick knows this. So I didn't really know how to, what to do because like you turn it on it just turns itself off right away um i would push the little reset button didn't help at all there was no way to access any settings on the playdate the playdate didn't do anything except turn itself on then turn itself back off and the the little led button that turns on to tell you hey you have a new game or whatever was just like lit up brighter than the sun all the time Hmm. So I, I had to stick it in a drawer to, (laughs) it was so bright. It was ridiculous. Um, Emergency repair procedure number two. Yeah. Put in drawer. (laughs) Yeah. And so one of uh, some other dev, and I'm sorry, I don't have this up anymore, but, but some other dev head um, that actually knows what they're doing that had the problem in the dev forums. He had like this whole list of steps that he went through on how to fix it. And so I just kind of like, I, I had a really busy weekend, I think at the time, I forget what I was, what was going on. Um, but I finally found time to work it out. Like uh, you guys have kids, so you know, like the last week of school, um, the schools decide you have to do something constantly every single day for some reason, <laughs> randomly. Every oh, day, uh, dad laughter. And yes. so it was the last week of school and whatnot. So anyway, so I finally found time. Um, I plugged it in to my PC and went into the SDK and just started like picking it apart. And it really wasn't that difficult. I just felt very unprepared and unknowledgeable about the process. And I appreciate Nick. Nick said, Hey, I'll help you 
you know, walk your way through it if you needed to. So thank you, Nick, for that. I um, said forget just, about it. Nick, yeah, Ryan told me to pack sand. But just following the steps, it did kind of work. Mm-hmm. And it, it was still resetting itself. But um, somebody said, like, just leave it and see if it, I guess, every eight hours or something, our play dates ping a server to mm-hmm. see if there's an update. And so I just left it for two days and just let it do that pinging on its own mm-hmm. and just leaving it, it worked. And so, uh, Dylan, Dylan Warren, who is Ledbetter, um, the dev of art seven, he was also messaging me a lot because he had a game in the play GM. He wanted me to try too. Um, so he was kind of involved. So I appreciate his help as well. He's like, so you just did nothing and it fixed itself. And (laughs) in a way I did, like once I got to a certain point, I didn't really want to wipe the whole thing back to factory, nothing because we do the podcast and I have all these save files and all this stuff on there. So I didn't go to that step the way that the dev on the, um, on the dev forums did. And yeah, pinging it, I guess fixed it because it seems to work now and i've been playing stuff i played the game we're playing for pixel panel and that was a fairly long game and it worked and i played i ended up playing all these play jam games i i tested all of them you played 250 play jam games oh there were 18 entries and i think i played like the 15 that i could sideload or whatever it was about a dozen of them did work on the play date itself Um, and i played all those so I guess it works. Now my my uh, clock or whatever, I've never had it on this clock, like an analog clock. I've always had it be writing, and I'm mm-hmm. afraid to change it. I guess. I guess I could change it. So there is some stuff like it had me put in my Wi-Fi password several times. That's the only weird thing, and I had to go through the like intro screen a couple times, and I got to where I was just skipping that. But that was like a week ago, huh? Anyway, long have you been story. Playing and have you been playing and it's been working since, like in the past week, or have you not been playing much? I've been playing it a lot, yeah. But um, I will note that the game that we are doing for Pixel Panel is a game that you cannot quit out of uh-huh. and save. So I've been playing one game basically this whole week. Mm-hmm. But when I was playing the Play Jam three games, I was you know quitting out of those and it was fine. Hmm. Anyway, so knock on wood. Well, uh ryan i'm gonna point out i pointed this out in our discord but the problem was that the file name which is generated when you sideload through the website contains the word boops (laughs) yes and i've just got to say ryan uh what have you done Uh, um well my retort to this is I'm not sure if you remember a month ago when we all talked last, but Nick had a brilliant idea about programming a bug into the games. So thanks for planting that seed, Nicholas P. Baldridge. Well, I appreciate it, uh, Dev of Heavy Drinker, including <laughs> the word boops in there. He gave me a handy scape code. And uh, now Ryan's trying to turn this against me. But we all know the real villain here is the word boops. <laughs> Is right. Um, yeah, we get it. The mastermind. Um, yeah, but the the problem was that it it overflowed the value, uh, the maximum length of the PDX file name. Mm. So this the file name that it chose through uh, the sideloading website is user dot five zero one eight one dot pulp, 
2023426.px. I'll see you. They so, had some beeps in there. We don't do beeps. We just do boops. Well, your arch nemesis, the beeps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the limit was, uh, was it 72 characters or 54 characters? I forget. It was something like that. But it was either it was 54 and this one was 72. Either way, we found the limit and it, it yeah. exceeded the limit. Yeah. Um, the nice thing too is that uh, I would assume that the the bitness of <laughs> that value can be increased to prevent this uh, kind of crash, or um, it can be restricted on the uh, uh, side loading website. Either way, so I don't. If cable was involved, perhaps that's already happened or is in the works. Uh, um, maybe it was. But, maybe it was Nevin. Or Nevin. Yeah, <laughs> e- either or. They don't um, have like Bob and Dave names, and that's, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the one okay. with the red avatar, not the yellow avatar. It was a user pick. It was it was the red avatar guy. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, on the ball. Whatever official panic representation, yes, my, my point was that it, it seems like it's on their radar, if nothing Nevin. else. Okay. So, cool that somebody got involved, whoever yeah. it was. And also cool that panic has uh develop something that will fix itself if you leave it alone like that's insane to my well tiny artist um, brain you you had to remove it from the sideload yeah. website right yeah i yeah. had to i had to delete it there and i deleted it from my play Locally, date when i was in yeah so, so uh, when it pinged okay. it, it cleaned it up okay because i did several this, steps okay yeah <laughs> I thought you just tossed it in the drawer when it got too bright and then you came no, back no, and everything no, no. was better. I did several steps and then yeah. I did one step short of deleting the whole thing was leave it alone and see if it okay. repairs whatever the link was. And I, okay. I looked at my direct messages. It was Devin. So I'm sorry. Cable had no involvement in this. I was going to say that sounds like it might not be a cable issue, but still interesting. Cool. Thanks, Nevin. You rock. Yes. Nevin for president. Also, um, I, we forgot to mention, uh, thank you, Julia. Is it Minamata? Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, thank you, Ryan and Julia, for producing our last episode, interview yeah. number four. So check that out in our uh, show feed. Uh, it was a really good episode. So thank you, Ryan, for putting that together. And it was really entertaining. She yeah. was uh, she was involved in the production of Recommendation Dog, which is free on the Playdate catalog right now. So mm-hmm. listen to the episode and play the game. Yeah, I... Can... I was going to say, I, I was really excited to chat with Julia about Recommendation Dog in more of an art capacity. You know, I'm sort of the artist of the show. And uh, we heard, we heard <laughs> for those who haven't tuned in to the past 31 episodes, just getting you up to speed. Um, yeah, so uh, we heard from Julia in little bits and pieces on the official Playdate podcast when they talked about Recommendation Dog, but I had a lot more questions for her and uh, she did not disappoint. And not only did she talk about Recommendation Dog for the Playdate, but also her development of a point and click adventure game called uh, The Crimson Diamond. Diamond. My gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And uh, yeah, so anyway, Don, thank you for the thank you. Uh, It was a pleasure chatting with Julia and yeah, maybe she'll do more Playdate games. If you listened into it, there were some, uh, you know, potential development things she mentioned. So we'll see what happens. But yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see more work from her. It was really cool to see like 
her get into the minutia of recommendation dog because mm-hmm. like the little things that suck out they're like oh this is a really really cool idea they used or really cool i don't know tiny little element of this game you guys got into and it was like oh this is where that came into fruition so that was fun yeah and um, even like the number of uh i don't know what you would call it profile pictures of different recommended folks like was near a couple hundred i think it was like 170 180 something different profile pictures like that blew my mind i couldn't believe there were that many um you know potentially recommended images uh for folks uh yeah it sounded like a ton of work went into it but it was also really interesting to hear about how they managed the scope of the project to keep it within a six-month development time frame really cool fun listen hope to hear more of those yeah Um, not me from somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, just getting back, and this kind of ties into indie inventory because a lot of these PlayGM games are available. But I wanted to con- congratulate Toad, totally under control for, I guess, winning "quote unquote" PlayGM three with uh, Dis- Discovery was the number Wait. one ranked game in PlayGM three. Nice, and I highly recommend giving this a shot. It's a uh, Basically, you take it's like a block of dirt and you're like wiping it off and digging and you're looking up uh, fossils. It's like a little fossil hunting game. It's really fun. Hmm. That sounds really cool, especially for a a dad with a young kid who, you know, occasionally I'll hear about paleontology interests. That sounds like it would be a really fun game to hand off to a a younger person too. slap it on your play date and yeah, have them give it a shot. It works sure. pretty well, and it uses you know it uses the crank and stuff, and it uses the D pad, and it's cool. pretty cool. Um, I know you like Digicarot, uh, Digicarot, the people that did that minecart game. Yes, and oh, I do like me some minecart. They use similar assets to create Sight Blight, and Nick, this one has legs. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of some of the games we loved in the WarioWare series. But um, basically, you're blocking like these eyes. You're trying to walk people past this eye, and you're oh, I was just looking at that one. Yeah, Yeah. it's really fun. It goes, it gets a lot more complex than you would expect this type of game. And in a similar vein, Beat Fish, a rhythm game uh, from Pizza Fuel, Lo-Fi Boy, and Austin Petillo. Petillo, I know you love rhythm games, Nick. Yeah, give it a go. I loaded. Ready to go. All right, awesome. <laughs> hey, quick question. Uh, I I have not looked into the play jam too much or at all because I've been out of the state for the past week or so. But I do have a question, Don. Uh, are there rules or restrictions against the number of developers that can be on a single game during the play jam time? Like, is it restricted to one, or can you have fifty people on a team to develop a game? It just has to be done in a particular amount of time. Or do you know? I would assume you could have 50 people, but yeah, you just got to submit one project. It'd be really difficult to work together with 50 people in a weekend I, in order to produce that, that something was a, of value. That was an example. But more people uh, is my, yeah. my There's question. Some of, the, some of the teams, are, I think, are like three to five people. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was seeing. So. All right. Okay. Almost all of the ones here are one person, but that... Um, 
the one with pizza fuel. What was it? Beat yeah, fish prototype. Beat fish. Yeah, yeah, that was. The... Yeah, that's that's what piqued my interest. I assumed that all the Play Jam games were done by a single person, and that was the first I had heard of multiple developers working on a single game. So I was kind of curious. Anyway, well, like maybe... somebody did the music, um, somebody did the coding, and some mm-hmm. of the art. I want to say. Sure. Yeah. Well, have cool. to have pizza fuel. Yeah. Another Maybe one I really we'll... wanted to point out was called Hidden by Pixel Ghost. Mm-hmm. And that one I didn't know what it was about, but uh, it was really poignant. I would encourage everyone to check out Hidden. I, I would say, even if you only play one game from the Play Jam, uh, check out Hidden. It takes less than five minutes to play. It's not what you think it will be, or it's not, it was unexpected when I played it, but uh, it left a lasting impression. So, um, even just the description from the itch page had me very intrigued. Uh, of mm-hmm. course, Don's recommendation sent me there, but uh, I would also highly suggest at least taking a look at the itch page, and you know, then I think you'll probably be interested in side loading at that point. But yeah, great recommendation, Don. Yeah, thanks. Um, I didn't know that it was a Pixel Ghost game until I went to go score stuff but then i was like oh well that makes sense he usually puts something something that makes you kind of look at our world in his games even the more fun lighthearted games it's like oh yeah this is something we should take my look at um there's a new lead better game in here which is just chapter one dog knows chapter one the dame it's kind of a new noir um detective game with cyberpunk leanings which is pretty cool i want to see more from that um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of cool games in here, so I'll I'll post the uh, results page, and then you can get to each game from there. But it also shows kind of where they were ranked overall, use of console, creativity, and fun. So it's really cool the way this worked out. So big props to possibly Exolotl for his excellent work um, compiling this all and putting it all together. So very cool. Yeah, that sounds like a ton of work. So. Mm-hmm. Nice job. And uh, get to work on Play Jam 4. Uh, well, said, uh... con- congratulations <laughs> to all the creators that were able to uh, put a game together and, and get that submitted. Um, that's that's a lot of work in a very short period of time. Yes. Um, so it's very impressive to me how the participation in these continues to grow and grow. And uh, yeah, um, the, the management of that is uh difficult too so congratulations to everybody keep it up and coming like on a i mean it was mother's day weekend but it's also the weekend of the biggest game release probably of the last several years it was the weekend <laughs> zelda came out and i mean to have all these amazing games at once it was like ooh, big get yeah Cool. So does that wrap up the Play Jam 3 results? I ask only because I typically prematurely move us to the next segment. Don, are we ready? We're ready. Hoo-bidi-boop-boop. Indie inventory coming at you. Back to you, Don. Yeah, we got it. That was more than 72 characters. Can you back that up? (laughs) Go limit your boops. Um, Yeah, we've got a few games here we've backed up over the past couple weeks. But uh, don't forget to review and like and rank all your games. When you download something, leave it a review. Click on the stars. Uh, it really helps all the devs get seen in the itch store. So um, first I want to mention, mentioning the itch store, but um, we missed the last two catalog drops. So we'll just run through those real yeah. quick. First up, the top of the page, 
is a big banner for Generations by Scenic Route Software. It was uh, my game of the year last year, so check that out. It's got all kinds of polish and extra features and whatnot added to this new catalog version, so check that out. Uh, you've also got Loopsy, Necro Crisis, Castle Helios, Along Came a Spider, Post Hero, Legend of Etod. I think that's going to be all three chapters of Legend of Etod. Uh, Time from Earth, Spike 2, The Great Emo War. All of those were added in the past two weeks. All fantastic games. So give your catalog tab a look on your Playdate device. And by the time you are listening to this, there should be another catalog drop. So hit that light up, lit up button on your Playdate and uh, see what else is available in catalog. We've been chasing our tail on catalog drops for... <laughs> Like one month and a half now. You're yeah, right. don't don't sweat it. Next episode you guys are listening to, we'll tell you about the ones that came out today. It'll be just fine. We're getting We're on it's it. a summer. It's a summer. We're relaxed here. Yeah. Um, okay, so other new games. Halfway to Dawn by Cyberleaf looks super cool. This looks right up uh, Nick's alley. It's a short cinematic horror themed game for the play date. It's five bucks right now. It looks like a mix of Resident Evil and, uh, I don't know, a top-down shooter, I guess? I don't know. It looks, it looks really polished and really cool. So, Nick, And anyway, if you want the conclusion to this game, just tune into this podcast where you can catch all the way to Dawn. Dawn, back to you. <laughs> all the way to Dawn, yeah. I thought you, were, you meant D-O-N, Dawn, me. but Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, whoa. Oh. That was oh. the, that was a joke, very dad esque. Can can you explain the entire joke, please? Okay. <laughs> this is halfway to D A W N. I guess I, I should have spelled that out. Wow. Okay. Uh, from Jamote, we have Mio Plus is out. We talked about it on the last uh, podcast. Name your price, but it is all the way out. Uh, you play with a boomerang mustache. It is a SMB make. We will not get too into that, but um, check it out. And uh, again, name your own price. Um, from Drew Virus, F Out is a top-down racer. We have not seen many racing games, if any, on the Playdate. Are there any others that are actually out right now? Uh, I, don't, I don't think know. so. I don't know, but this is giving me heavy, heavy RC, RC Pro-Am Pro-Am. vibes. Yes! yes! Oh my gosh! Nice. I know this is a spaceship game, but man, the uh, animations, the top-down, it's sort of like a slightly isometric view of it. Uh, man, this, this really... Even the little speed arrows. Yeah. <laughs> true and there's only like three power-ups you can get it looks like maybe i'm just reading these uh gifts too quickly but yeah wow i have all kinds of good vibes from rc pro-am i I need to go download this it looks pretty sweet yeah i mean even having the little mini map in the corner is pretty great yeah wow 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 okay neat there's there's even a time trial mode so um it looks like there's quite a bit of meat uh on, on this package for five bucks two game modes six tracks nine ships what my land a lot of game here for five bucks yeah i'll say so nice let's check that one out yeah whoever did this um heavy drinker from intellicat this is the game we we talked about earlier it has been fixed the issue of crashing and restarting has been addressed along with other minor tweaks um it says but it's have- have you reinstalled it, Don? Are you ready for that? 
I have not. I have not rocked <laughs> on this one. Um, but it said it's all good to go. I will. I will try it. I mean, look at the screenshots. It looks really cool. I don't know. It reminds me of uh, Adventure mixed with. Uh, I think it. Well, it says Atari twenty six hundred right on it, but it's got like some some Commodore sixty four vibes on there and. I don't know, it reminds me of my youth. A little, uh, what was that Goofy game on Commodore 64? It's like Goofy's Matterhorn Adventure or whatever. Do you remember that, Nick? Uh, no. Oh. It's a Sierra game, I assume. I assume so. Anyway, this bottom screen kind of reminds me of that. Oh, it yeah. looks really cool. I don't know. I want to get back to it because it looks awesome. But It does. Uh, sound and music by Beeps and Boops. That's the problem. They need to use an <laughs> Anyway. Too many beeps. They, yeah. they, they've discovered a uh, an undesirable mixture. And I was not going to mention this publicly, but if you mix the beeps and the boops, anyway. Uh, the next game, let's talk about that one. It's next called game. Tochi Tuner. I have no idea. But this is a remake, a revisit of the original Tochi, Tochi 1. Uh, done for its first anniversary set in a dungeon filled with enemies that will attack you without a second thought. Um, this looks great. Uh, I, as you know, enjoyed the first Tochi. Uh, I have no idea what t.u.n.r means. Unnecessary remake. Is that? Oh, <laughs> oh thank you, Don. Fantastic. Now I, now I understand. Why did that take me so long? Anyway, Always want more Tochi in my life. Thank you for putting this out, SN Studios. I've got to sideload this ASAP. Yeah, we need a review, Ryan. <laughs> Guess what's uh, coming up for uh, Ryan's Pixel Panel in two <laughs> weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whenever that is. So that one is uh, Name Your Own Price. And that's it. That's our Pixel Panel. I mean, nice. that's our inventory. That's, yeah, jump at, jump at the gun here, Don, because now it's time for our pixel panel boop our pixel panel this week wow that was stupendous that was a one boop is <laughs> a game called the keeper k-e-y-p-e-r from cool mm. lemon club i'm gonna read a little about here it's a narrative exploration game many secrets lie behind many doors of the building older than the city itself the keeper is an adventure game where you play as the new caretaker of the winchester 21 building after the previous one mysteriously disappeared so yeah, basically you wander around, you collect keys, and you explore this giant uh, apartment building kind of thing. Uh, apartments and more, there, I should say. There's lots of mysteries to discover in Winchester 21 in The Keeper. So what did you guys think of The Keeper? Should we start Nick, with... Uh, do you want to start? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's a it's a fun uh, adventure game, uh, and essentially you're able to unlock one puzzle at a time, and quite literally unlock with the use of keys. Uh, there's a few different things that you can attempt to uh, attack at any given moment, but it becomes more difficult to manage, or at least uh, I had to. Well, we'll we'll get into to how I needed to approach this. But um, the game uh, is interesting in that it uh, does try to steer you in particular directions, um, but it depends on who you're talking to 
and uh, at what phase of the moon happens to be <laughs> going on. What? Not actually. Um, <laughs> when you <laughs> when you com- complete different different puzzles, different people might have different things to say. It's okay. your typical adventure game. That's fair. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It is uh, very lengthy it's very large the the map is even larger than you can possibly imagine and uh all kinds of twists and turns are involved and it is very hard for the directionally challenged like myself to keep it all in uh my head but anyway ryan what did you think oh i had a wonderful time with this game I think that by calling it just another adventure game is grossly underselling it. As, I didn't say just another adventure I, game. I think you said something to that effect. We'll, we'll listen back to the audio. Regardless, I have very good feelings about this from a wild number of points from the mood it establishes. You know, you're making your way through this gigantic apartment building. Uh, the music is rocking. I really love the tunes that they had mm-hmm. going on here. You get into some subterranean levels and it sort of like garbles and waters out on you, getting a little uh, muffled appropriately so. Um, it felt mysterious. You go through various passages. And as Nick alluded to, there is a lot to make your way through. And I thought it did a wonderful job of taking me right to the brink of throwing up my hands. Like this is too big for me. This is too much to keep track of. I I don't know if I can do this. And okay, just going to try a little bit more. And then something else would open up for me and I'd be able to make my way along some more. Uh, There were a number of those points for me as I was playing, uh, especially because uh, Don sold me a bill of goods when we got this game and said, oh yeah, this is like a 20 minute play. And I'm in like hour two and a half. Like, what is is wrong with me? (laughs) But uh, I really enjoyed the mystery, the vibe, the feeling of this game. And uh, I... Yeah, I have lots of good feelings about it. Uh, Don, what did you think about your chosen pixel panel game? Yeah, so I picked this game, and I picked it after playing like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I unlocked most of the apartments. And <laughs> like, I'm pretty close to the end, and I'm having it's like cute. It's I'm having fun with it. So, and like I had, I thought I had read that it was 20 minutes long, and so I'm like, I got to be near the end. And the guys will like this one. And I felt this pressure from Ryan to pick a game right then. He's always doing that. Yeah. And I like, I had this one in the back of my mind, like, okay, I'll just pick Keeper. Cause that's like, I know that like, I was thinking Soothsayer was long. Art eight was long. So I was like, all right, I'll just pick Keeper. I know that's short and we have so much going on. I'll pick a short game. And then the next thing I know, Ryan's like, Hey, I beat the game. It took me four hours. Like, what the hell? I'm not four hours, man. Like, what are you talking about? And so then I felt really bad because I know Nick doesn't have four hours either. And I felt bad that Ryan took so long. And I was like, man, all right. So next week I'll spend an hour a day playing this. But Ryan, the thing Nick and I were talking about behind your back is that there's a walkthrough on the itch page, bro. What now? 
There's a walkthrough. So I played it for, it still took me using the walkthrough. It took me probably an hour and a half, I think, or an hour, 40 minutes. Oh, what in the world? There it is. Yeah. It only took me 40 minutes with the walkthrough. Oh, you Which, cheaters. That shocks me <laughs> that Nick got through it so fast. So Nick's point talking about um, it was difficult to navigate. I'm pretty good at navigating games, and I kept forgetting there are two areas you have to revisit several times. There's um, a lift and a rat you have to talk to. You have to return to several times, and I yep. just kept forgetting how to get back to them from different areas. And so I would just be wandering around trying to get back to those two areas a lot. And I spent a wow. lot of time, even with the walkthrough, I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out how to get back to those. This figured, walkthrough is thorough. I'm looking at it right now. This yeah. is well, really thorough, like the first half is very thorough. The second yeah. half not as thorough. Is that right? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there is a ton of work on this walkthrough. Yeah. This is this is I haven't For seen sure. I have not seen this level of detail in a walkthrough before. Uh so very cool in the cool lemon club. Very Thorough. Yeah, I would have been happy to sh- share this with you, but you're uh-huh, flying through it. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Next time, I'm sure. So, Ryan, anyway, it's uh, getting the Wi-Fi on the plane or whatever. And <laughs> it's like, this game is like three hours long. I'm on hour three. It's still going. <laughs> to be fair, it's, I did not know about the walkthrough until I went to play it uh, this past yeah. week. Like I didn't know I wanna, until you were done with it. I want to thank Don for finding that walkthrough. <laughs> I don't know that I would have had four hours. I told Nick right away, like, hey, dude, I've done the walkthrough. Like, oh my gosh. Don't wait until. And P.S., thank you, Ryan, for telling us it was very long because Nick would have waited yeah. until like an hour ago. The last second. Started. Right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, not that all of that to say that it was not a bad game and like, oh, it's not worth playing. No, no. Because no. it's not 20 minutes long. It's good. It's just I'm typically not interested in playing a four hour game on a play date my my only gripe with the the length of it was that there's no save system yes but Mm -hmm. i messaged the i messaged the dev and he said um we're we will give very exciting news in the next few days and among other amazing stuff we'll add a save system really soon yay okay and that was three days ago he said that that's very cool and just in case you do and just in case you do download the existing version, uh, you can keep playing after you turn your play date off. You just right. can't exit out to the menu and play another game and then come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's something in the meantime, until that exciting news gets announced uh, officially from the dev, uh, you've got something. So, yes. uh, yeah. so I have some more thoughts about this game and mm-hmm. how much you guys cheated. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a couple of uh, critiques about the game that I would like mm-hmm. to mention. I don't know if it's time for this. I always feel um, very uh, uh, inhibited about this. Like I'm jumping the gun. Don has ideas not, about how the show should go. Well, should we not jump the gun? Let's, can we talk about other stuff we liked? Because there are other yeah. things I liked that I'd like to mention. Let's hear yeah, it. Go for it, Don. Um, a couple things is that it was all made in pulp, but I felt like sort of the range in facial animations went way further than I've seen in pulp games. Like yeah. there are characters that cry and you can see tears coming down their faces. Mm. There was one that I think they were, they were either doing a side eye or smiling or something like I saw like a facial animation when they were looking side to side or something that was really cute and like telling beyond w- typical kind of pulp stuff. These aren't the like rigid pulp characters that you're used to seeing there. There's a sunset scene 
without giving yeah. too much away that like looked really cool. And there were several scenes like that were like, oh, this is really interesting. And it reminded me of Island by Ron Lent. Mm-hmm. Like he got a lot of range out of pulp that some other games just don't extend themselves to. And there are opportunities in this game that take advantage of what pulp's built for. Um, that I didn't expect out of... I just thought I was going to be dicking around in an apartment building collecting keys. <laughs> I didn't expect this game to go the places that it goes. And um, we'll talk about spoilers maybe in a little bit. But um, it does some really cool stuff with that. There's more There's more animation and more range in locations than I expected out of a pulp game and out of this game. Did you know that uh, Cool Lemon Club uh, got the font, the dialogue font from <laughs> Ron Lent? I saw that. That's really cool. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to point out that I think was a really cool and interesting uh, uh, sort of pushing beyond the typical pulp aesthetic was that, excuse me, a number of the screens had different types of vantage points. Like I think we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. that sort of top down approach for pulp games, but there was top down, there was side profile view, there was even some like minor uh, uh, sort of isometric views in a couple instances, like where you can see the building going back in space. Uh, So again, just to drive Don's point home, I think there was a considerable visual range in this game, especially for being a pulp game. Mm -hmm. And if a pixel is out of place, it's intentional. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Like it's very deliberate. Each pixel is very deliberate. And so if something is a little off, it means it should probably be interacted with or there's something it's going to come back to it, um, which was telling. One of of the things that I always tell people is that any game design, uh, everything is deliberate. You know, Hmm. the the way the sound interacts, the way the person interacts with the game. The way of Brickstone's Playdate. Yeah, the way of Brickstone's Playdate. That's all... Uh, pre-planned so uh, this is like the exemplar of (laughs) that idea because every single uh, way that the user interacts with the game has been pre-planned to the nine so um, all the different movement types that uh, Ryan was mentioning perspective types um, but also there's types of uh, areas that you traverse like you might be um, in a wall or climbing a tower or uh, in the sewer, you know, underneath the, the apartment building there, there are so many different areas, uh, that you go through. Um, and it's all built in such a way that, um, every move that you make feeds into this, um, aesthetic choice. Um, like the, the thing that sticks out just looking at the edge page right now, uh, mm-hmm. one of the gifts is, is climbing the tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that one kind of blew my mind while I was doing it. I thought it was such a cool um, technique for pulp uh, because you both ascend and descend this tower, um, but it's uh, based on uh, if you've climbed all the way up or the direction that you're facing that ladder as you move. Um, but it's still it's very impressive, uh, and the game is is built to to reinforce that particular movement type. Um, so anyway, just, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. At first I didn't get it. The first, like the first level I didn't understand. I thought it was a glitch Same. But then right away. I was like, Oh no, I see what he's doing here. Yep. Like yep. it only took a second to be like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, 
Agreed. Okay, so um, um I, I well, do like that it went as big as it did. This isn't typically mm -hmm. my kind of game, but I know there are people that love this type of game, and there is a lot to, to love here. If you like searching every little thing and going back and forth and really, oh, well, this opens this apartment. Now I can explore over there, and th that opens this little thread, and this I can chase threads over and over and over. If you like that type of game, there's a lot to like here, I think. Uh, it's like a much, much larger Life's Too Short in that regard. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> much, much, much larger, yeah. I I felt really fortunate to have Don recommend this game when he did. It came at me at the perfect time <clears throat> because I had a cross-country plane flight <laughs> to be on. And so I was, you know, on a plane for several hours and, you know, playing this 20-minute game. And when it kept expanding and expanding, it was, I, I was in a rare instance where I wasn't rushing to pick up my son or trying to hammer out some artwork or, you know, do one of the millions of dad things that I'm doing. I was on my own and I could just focus on this thing in front of me. And it sort of took me back to my youth for like, dragon warrior type games and exploring and figuring out what's in the landscape. And it just, it felt really big. And it was also so lovely to have that time and space to dedicate to this without the walkthrough <laughs> and, and just really experience it all, uh, you know, as I think it was probably intended to be just this vast exploration. It's very cool. Um, I do have some, some critical thoughts about it. I've sort of raved about this. Uh, you okay if I dive into this? Yeah. Okay. So um, I think the major uh, thing that I wanted to mention, at least major in my mind, probably not major for most folks, but there was a room, I think it was on the second floor where you enter and uh, it's the boombox room and there's a note that's left behind. And uh, there's kind of this funny interaction between these neighboring apartments, which I thought was funny. But this note started out with a four-letter word. And I think it was the only four-letter word in the entire game. And outside of that, I kept thinking, man, I can't wait to share this with my son. And when I hit that, I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, if that were not in there, then the entire game would have been totally all ages friendly. But with that, like, you know, first degree swear word <laughs> thrown in there, it really makes me think twice about handing this to uh, a younger, a younger player. So that felt like kind of a bummer. Like it was pretty unnecessary in my eyes. Again, I could be bringing dad glasses to this. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But that was my thought. Another thought that I had, another critical thought I had about this game, and again, I super loved my time on this game. Another critical thought I had was occasionally when you move from one screen to the next, one room to the next, one door leads into another door, um, the orientation is very odd because you'll be entering from the bottom of a room and then your character would sort of switch around like you'd expect to 
be shown at the top of the room if you enter from the bottom, right? But then a character would appear in a different place and I'd kind of be momentarily taken aback, like, oh, where is my character? He's not where I'm expecting the character to be. Uh, So it took a bit of searching and some weird, like, some weird spatial relationship stuff happened very occasionally. And then my third minor critique of this game was, was that occasionally... I found an entry and exit point within rooms, and I think it may have been within the lift, if I'm remembering correctly, um, like the secret lift, that you go in one spot, like you exit the lift, and then you go back in and you think you're going to go right back to where you were before, but then it's like a different room altogether when that doesn't really make sense. Did you guys find that as well? Like when you entered and exited a place that occasionally if you entered and exited, you'd exit in a wildly different location. Like, like the door wasn't the same door the second time you used it. Yeah. So let's say for instance, um, you, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was because it's been a couple weeks since I've played this now, but I think let's say for instance, you're on the fourth floor and you're entering into the secret lift and then you exit the secret lift on four floor, fourth floor, and you're not in that same room anymore. Hmm. That did not happen for you guys. It happened a number of times for me. Like it it consistently happened for me. so Don and I were playing version 1.1. Same. Okay. All right. Yep. Um, Maybe well, you guys were walking through in a very deliberate way because of the walkthrough, yeah, we, whereas I was probably doing more exploring sideways. Yeah, that was probably well, the video. It, it's possible. I mean, I felt like I was consistently lost and would have to like kind of find a certain junction to kind of reorient myself. Uh-huh. So it's possible. I just felt like I was just like wandering more than I would typically would in a video game. So I know I was I was making fun of myself for being directionally challenged, but actually I I did not have any issue with navigation except for a couple of uh uh points there there are a few different mazes in the game. Um and they they some of them feed to each other. So it can be kind of a challenge if you like get into one and you think you're heading out of it in a particular way and then you wind up in the other one. Um, but it's nothing uh, impossible or, you know, anything that you can't uh, work your way through if you're, if you're uh, a Nick. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any uh, real issues with, um, like room jumping, like you're talking about perspective shift. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the that's side effect of, of how everything is placed in, in this game. So I, I can understand that being confusing. Um, like uh, kind of the, the poster child for this is the original resident evil, those games mm-hmm. as you're moving through a room and these are in three dimensional space, right? The camera will jump in front of you. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden you're running backwards. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it's not to that degree, um, the, the confusion, but it's, uh, but yeah, it it is something that can happen. Um, but that said, 
you know, there are a lot of examples of this in different games, either intentionally or unintentionally disorienting the player as um, a technique. Um, so going all the way back to Colossal Cave Adventure. So there's an area in there, a particular maze, where you can't tell which direction is north, south, east, and west until you've explored that entire maze area um, or the majority of it or stumbled your way through. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I see where you're coming from with those. And especially if you're getting room jumping, um, that, you know, it sounds like a bug, but um, I don't know for sure. Yeah, it sounds like a bug. I didn't get, I never got the feeling that it was doing that on purpose, what Ryan's yeah. describing. Right. Yeah, when it started happening to me, I felt the same way. But after four hours of exploring this place, I was feeling pretty confident about where things were. Mm -hmm. And I could tell like, oh, I should be back here, but it consistently sends me back to this other room. Even though I just came out of, you know, room A, it would send me back to room B. Uh, It was Hmm. it was very strange anyway. I did want to ask you guys about something that I hope isn't too spoilery. Actually, I don't care, but maybe you guys will. Um, (laughs) There's one particular puzzle where it's a lights off room. Did you guys Mm -hmm. get to that? I, Mm -hmm. I thought that was such a cool room that took me quite a while to figure out, but allowed me to sort of like, shove my way through, but get confused and then come back and then find it again. Um, and it took me, it took me a while to figure out that you could turn on the lights. If you do some particular things in this room, I won't spoil that, but, uh, and then once I did and everything lit up, I'm like, of course, yes, that's where I was getting hung up. Oh, that's what was happening there. I just thought that was such a cool puzzle thrown in and it was all on one screen i mean this Mm -hmm. whole game shows just countless screens making your way through this maze of a building but then to have this one very intense maze on a single screen uh was an interesting distillation of this maze element that's present in this game what did you guys have any turn on lights do you mean you just turn the buttons on or was yeah. there like it would light up part of the play part of the maze? No, it no, lights it, up it lights up the whole room when yeah, you, after yeah, you get yeah. them all. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, uh-huh. That was a cool yeah, maze. I did too. I thought it was more challenging than a similar gimmick in other games because mm-hmm. the sprite actually uh vanishes if you're moving north to south. Because the only thing mm-hmm. visible is the eyes. Right. So if you're right. if you're going north Yep. Uh, or up, uh-huh. you, you can't see your character at yes. all. Yes. So I had to keep on like running into running. a wall sideways so that I could yes. orient myself in the room. And then you're uh, not sure if you've actually moved a, uh, right. a sprite yeah. sideways or if that's where you, yeah. It, I actually really enjoyed that. Me that too. Kind of twist. Me too. On that yeah. Mechanic. Um, so, and I'm glad it was only one room. Like mm-hmm. if that had yeah. extended for six rooms or something, I would have been so sick of it. Yeah. But <laughs> One room was like the perfect amount of time to spend with that. I I stand by my initial thought that this game took me right to the brink of throwing up my hands on a great number of occasions, but allowed me to make my way through it without doing so. Yeah, I, I 
I really have some good feels about this game. Yeah, props to you for finishing it because I definitely would not have. There were a couple points I I would not have been able to to figure out what was going on without the walkthrough. Yeah, so (laughs) I'm super impressed. Um, well, just take a cross country plane flight, and you're all set. I don't know how (laughs) you found some of that stuff without a walkthrough. Yeah, (laughs) Um, some of that stuff is pretty pretty. You got to be right in the developer's head for some of those things. But uh, um, I was curious, did you all? find there was a big volume discrepancy with different things ryan mentioned this there's like kind of a a muffled portion that that's expected but um particularly when you're talking to the to the rat um as you do in most playdate games i've noticed um (laughs) when you get to the rat the volume of the music like ratchets up it feels like i'm guessing it's on purpose but i was playing uh, beside Molly, and she was like, "Wow, that is loud." Yeah. Uh, Rat. Um, she and was like, "The guru." Yeah. The music. This, was this like game yeah. is like all clicks, and then <laughs> super <laughs> loud, <laughs> intense music in that one. You know, area. I I was listening on headphones in a plane, <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if everything around me was just so loud I didn't notice, yeah. but I did not notice that. That's really funny. So I was just using the Playdate speaker, and that's yeah. that's also a possibility. Is maybe through headphones, it would have been different. The the clicks would have still been there from pressing the D pad. Uh, yeah. I kind of liked it because I was it's like, funny. "Oh, good, I'm back on the right. Like I'm I'm on the right screen." Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was comforting at a certain point. Okay, I'm yeah. on the right path. Yeah, that um, was one yeah. of those maze anchors where you're like, "Okay, I know where I am now." <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like the the map doesn't make sense. Like if you drew it out on a grid it wouldn't have made sense yeah. i didn't like like the the west key i think i told nick like i'm stuck at the west key like i never found the basement corridor that took me forever to find but getting to the west key wouldn't like if i went over if i went left one screen down one screen and then right two screens and up one screen i couldn't there wasn't a way to f- make that movement to get to where the west key was yeah like it didn't it didn't flow and make sense so the building doesn't make sense. They're just like randomly rooms. I don't know wherever beyond beyond <laughs> the first couple floors, and that's yeah. part of the game's humor and charm is uh, the way that it deals with that uh, uh, non Euclidean space, the the okay. non geometric shapes, and and uh, I I thought that was super fun and and funny and uh, a neat way to to uh, make the game you know expand beyond the confines of four walls right Mm -hmm. but um one of the things that i really appreciated about the humor and and you kind of brought it up with the west key is the naming of the keys i thought was so fun once you get out of like uh the key for apartment 1a or whatever and you get into kind of the oddly named keys Mm. um and then there's four pieces of of the secret key and uh all these different different things i i just thought that was uh pretty fun and, and clever so there's there's one criticism i want to make and then if we could talk late game spoilers real quick and then we yeah. just have a couple minutes left um one thing i mentioned to ryan before we really picked the game i didn't like the concept of a landlord sneaking and peeking into apartments and like in this game it's yeah. fun and i guess it's sort of that ludo narrative dissonance where like you can murder a million enemies to save one 
of your friends and it's just like whatever it's a video game but i don't know like when i initially started playing it, i was like i don't know i don't like like you just sneak up between the walls and like peek into bedrooms and like just go through and in, into apartments and it only mentions and nobody one, seems bothered nobody cares it. nobody cares at yeah. all the only time like, oh, like, yeah. it ever comes up is like if you peek into a bathroom or something it's like oh that's kind of uh, creepy or something like that it makes some reference, but initial, like right away, I was like, oh, I don't like just like popping into people's fireplaces, <laughs> living or spaces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't oh, know. you must be the new caretaker. Great to see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here's my key. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys did that bother you, or is just like whatever? It's a video game. Yeah, but also, yeah, it's that's okay. a video game. So, all right, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, no, no, that's a valid point i mean um do we want to talk late game spoilers real quick i'm curious to see like where ryan's end of game was compared to i am very curious as well okay yeah so 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 if you haven't finished the game uh spoilers from here out i was missing two keys one apartment key and one special key when i completed the game uh, and I cannot tell you which keys those were because it was two weeks ago and I've since played a different game and I did not write it down. Well, how do you know uh, you finished the game? Like, what did it tell you? Um, I, so you're trying to make your way to, initially it says you're trying to make your way to the top of this building and it's this very tall tower and then you make it up there and then it says, oh, well, look, there's another tower off in the distance. It's even taller than this one. That's where you're trying to get to. And then eventually you get to it and then uh, you find like, okay, everybody knows these are spoilers. I'm like, (laughs) trying to think if I should say this or not. Um, And and then you find the uh, retired or assumed dead uh, prior keeper and you know he sort of greets you up there and uh, you know you're sort of looking over the horizon and uh, I forget exactly what happens at the end but there's a, a definite like this is the end to the yeah. game and I believe it also tells you if you want to go back and explore more to find anything else that you may have missed you can but like you finish the game so that's that's what it said for me is that what you guys got yeah that's what i got but i found all of the special keys according to the walkthrough i'm missing one key an apartment i have have all the keys but i don't know where the special key goes i don't know where it goes right do you know i'm in the same spot no okay um i have everything but i don't know how to use the special key Mm. um the special key is made up of a bunch of numbers it's a number sequence so there's something there, but I had to put it down uh, at the time yeah. you know, that I got the ending. So, um, yeah, I got I a have... few. I think I got three of those numbers. Is that the one where you need four? Yeah. 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 That that may have been my missing special key or the whatever the other category that's not apartment keys. Did you get the name of the rat person? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's where you get the rarest key. Hmm. Well, I guess I got the last that. key. Yeah, I got everything the rat had to give me. Mm. <clears throat> At that point, again, four hours in, I was like, yeah. oh, I guess this is good <laughs> enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I could potentially see myself oh. coming back to this game and trying to 100% it because I really did enjoy the vibe, the experience, 
the getting lost. If I have the time, which I usually don't, but I did. It was really fun. Did, I'm sorry. Did you find the dead body? Um, That's what you yes. Get yes, I did. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I still don't know where to use it, but I, I forgot to mention I did like the Ninja Turtle sewer uh, <laughs> swimming. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Okay, I was hoping Ryan like blew the top off it and yeah, told same. us the extra secret. Yeah, sorry to disappoint you. I there were a couple missing things for me though. No, that's okay. You, I, I'm still like when I would do find certain things, even with the walkthrough, I was like, how in the hell did Ryan do this? <laughs> <laughs> lots of internal swearing <laughs> well it'll tell you like walk past this thing and i'm like what do you mean walk past this how would he ever know to walk past this like the when you walk past the uh, pipe tree uh-huh. i was like why would you walk past the pipe tree mm-hmm. and then can you turn the water off there i tried to and it told told you not to there's a, a place where you turn the water off but it's not right there yeah it's a little past it right yeah, you yeah. can go past. You can go past it, go up, and then there's like the yeah. Th- okay, it said like that would be really bad if you turn the water off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I never. Oh yeah, not there, not there. There's a different spot. Oh, I'd never turn the but water it... off. I don't think. I'm I'm conflating two different things. Okay. There's turning the water off and then fixing the pipes. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Sounded like we all ended up in about the same spot. So. Cool. Except one of us cheated a lot less than the others. <laughs> well, dude. <laughs> when I saw there was a walkthrough, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to use <laughs> I would have too if I wasn't on a plane. If you hadn't finished it, I would have told you about the walkthrough. But then I was like, oh, this is too funny. I got to save this. Save that for the podcast. Thanks, guys. Check those links in the uh, itch description. <laughs> There's also a soundtrack on uh, YouTube. That's another. No way. Is there? I was hoping for that. I want to listen to this music. It was such a jam. Yeah. Original soundtrack now on YouTube. Oh, sweet. Oh, that makes me so excited. (laughs) It says, we hope you enjoy it. I will. I will. I'm going to click on this as soon as we're done. Um, Also, shout out to Cool Lemon Party for a great background on their itch page. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Excellent. Very All cool. Right. All right. I think that's our episode, guys. What do you think? Yes. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to Cool Lemon Club. And um, Nick, would you like to announce our next game? Yes. Um, my audio just. Oh, okay. It's called drainpinball.com. No. <laughs> it's called Lunchtime by One Dan Band. Um, so check that out. There will be a link in the show notes. And um, yeah. A nice, tidy six-hour playthrough. <laughs> All right. So if you want to keep up with us on the next episode, that's the one to do. But in the meantime, Don, take it away. Uh, check out our website, playdatepodcast.com. Also join us on Discord. There will be a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back in two weeks. Bye.